Classic rock without the usual mind-numbing predictability. It's time to dig, baby, dig the 60s rock and roll excavation. Garage and punk, beat, mod, R&B, pop, psychedelic from all over the globe. And now the moderately successful DJ who abandoned his marginal position at a 10-watt uh, huge commercial oldies radio station because he refused to spin the same weekly rotation of 25 tired, worn-out records. Here's your so-called host, Johnny Midnight. Presenting. The Orphans of Rock and Roll. May I have some more, please? Yes, you may, you crappy little Creighton, and then some. I realized a long, long time ago that popularity contests are rather pathetic affairs. Invariably, true talent gets eclipsed by Jordache jeans, feathered haircuts, and a clear complexion. Well, pox on that. No pun intended. This ain't no Rock and Roll Hall of Fame I'm running here, brother. No, it's a shelter for forgotten bands, or the neglected offspring of a handful of notables. And that's why I'm urging each and every one of you out there in Radio Etherville to open up your hearts, minds, and ears. Adopt a band, or adopt a tune, won't you? Give these disregarded, discounted discs, these these close-out cutouts, the, these beguiled B-sides, a second chance. What does it cost? Well, if you must ask, perhaps only two and a half minutes out of your entire afternoon. And you know, once you've discovered your new favorite song, well, you'll feel really good about the whole stupid thing. As always, no hits, no requests, and there's no obligation, no salesman will call. It's Sunday afternoon, so grab your Johnny Midnight fan club shovel, Slappy, and get that broccoli out of your ears. Let's dig, baby, dig! Yeah, man, listen to the bye, bye. Go 
thinking Think about the way I'll bring you down You hurt me And made me up to look like a clown You thought your fun and games Were really gonna end up in favor you You lied when you said you loved me You know it's something that you never do
Apologize for stepping on the four tops' feet there at the beginning of the song. I thought the previous song ended, and they pulled a Swifty on me. That happens every once in a while. You got to get up pretty early in the morning to get one on me, yeah. But anyway, obviously that was a Monkees cover. Well, a Neil Diamond cover via the Monkees or something like that. You never hear that on commercial oldies radio, do you? What do you hear? Burn the debt! You know I love you! Which is a great song, but there's so much more out there. Oh my. Before the Four Tops, we heard The Rettleman. I'm gonna get in that girl's mind. Talk about delusional. Before that, a song called I'll Make You Pay by The Shady Days. In hindsight, in retrospect, perhaps I should have opened this week's program with that song instead of The Box, Singing Your Mine. That's not B-O-X, it's B-A-C-H-S, The Box, Johan. Oh my, but you know, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to take the Christ out of Christmas. Wasn't bad enough that Christmas became Xmas, because you know X... He was born 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem. Uh, oh, the son of Malcolm? No, I, well, I'm not sure really. But now in Boston, maybe you've heard about this. They didn't put up a Christmas tree. No, it's a holiday tree. Now, the logic behind this is, of course, that eternally flawed argument of separation between church and state. Because 
People don't want, some people don't want their tax dollars spent fomenting a particular religion. So we're still going to put up the tree and spend the money, but we're not going to call it a Christmas tree. We'll call it a holiday tree. Never mind that this tree in question is donated by the city of Nova Scotia. So it doesn't cost taxpayers anything. Well, maybe the city workers who actually have to get off their rear ends and do something and get that tree up and square and everything. Yeah, you believe that? Nova Scotia donates this tree each year in gratitude for for Boston's help after an explosion killed about 1,900 people in Halifax back in 1917. Isn't that nice? No, it's not nice. A certain somebody has to toss a proverbial turd into the punch bowl and screw it up for everyone. Now, you know, it's those pesky Christians imposing a Merry Christmas on everyone. You know, all of that goodwill and cheer stuff. It's nothing but trouble. Take it from me. I'm offended. I'm offended by a Christmas tree. Now, certainly that's at the top of my list of things that offend me. Let's see, rape, child porn, murder, Merry Christmas. Put that at the top of my... That damn Merry Christmas. Wow. I'm a Christian. An unapologetic Christian. And I gotta tell you, if someone wished me a happy Kwanzaa, or a happy Hanukkah, or a Merry Ramadan, I'd be thrilled. I would not be offended. How dare you wish me a happy Hanukkah? Give me a break. You know what it is. I figured this out. Because I'm a smart guy. These atheist types are all jealous. I mean, what have they got? The 12 days of narcissism? Or even better, we wish you a merry nothing. We wish you a merry nothing. We wish you a merry nothing and a happy big bang. Hey, happy evolution, fella. You know, if there's one thing I don't want my tax dollars promoting, it's love thy neighbor. I mean, feed the poor, but don't tell them why, for blank's sake. But seriously, you know what's really troubling, my friends? My fellow aficionado, this is really, this is troubling. It bothers me. We can ban religious icons from the public square, but we can't impose collective amnesia. I mean, sure, your, your friendly local BMV clerk might, might not be decorating her cubicle with tinsel, but I'll bet, I'll bet she's thinking about Christmas. And that mayor... That elected official might not be lighting a menorah in City Hall, but I'll bet, I'll bet Passover has crossed his mind a time or two. And that congresswoman? She might not be venerating Buddha out in the open, but we know, don't we? Or that senator? He's not carrying a Quran around D.C., But what if he begins to, shall we say, reflect Hmm? on the clock, on our dime? What What about separation of church and state? And that's why I say all government workers and all our elected officials need to voluntarily get their heads chopped off. Because 
I'm offended. And I'm concerned. And we can't be too careful, can we? One! That would be two. Three. It's a rock block! Paul Revere and the Raiders! Tricks that you used on me. You're reading all them high fashion magazines. The clothes you wearing lately causing public scenes. I said, I'm not your stepping stone.
Ja, through. Breath of Hot Air, Johnny Midnight. Bye. 
Slappy, you're not a loser. You're Paul Revere and the Raiders. Come on. You had lots of FaceTime back in the 1960s. Lots of radio airplay, too. But probably none of those songs. Well, there is one exception, I have to admit. Let's run down the list, shall we? Together. At the very top, we heard their cover of I'm Not Your Stepping Stone, keeping in the uh, spirit of the Monkees covers. At the outset of this week's program, that was off of their Midnight Ride long player, followed by an, a very early recording from October 1964. Well, early for Paul Revere and the Raiders, anyhow. It's called Over You. I should have saved that one for Valentine's Day or, or maybe Halloween. And then we heard The Great Airplane Strike. That was the album version in stereo, as opposed to the single, which was, of course, in monophonic, and also hit number 20 on the United States charts. So I guess that was a minor hit, but not the album version. So (laughs) I win again! And then we heard I'm a Loser 2 off of their Going to Memphis album, which sold about two copies. You know, friends, here's good news for anyone serving in the National Guard or Reserves. AMVETS, a national veterans organization, is looking for Guard and Reserve members to join its ranks. AMVETS, a national veterans organization, again, is looking for Guard and Reserve members to join its ranks. AMVETS, a service organization dedicated to helping veterans and communities, 
welcomes all veterans from every war and every era in between. If you served honorably after September 15th, 1940, or are still serving, you can become a valued member of AMVETS. To find out more, call 1-877-7AMVETS, that's 1-877-7AMVETS, or visit www.amvets.org. The Big Bang. The Big Bang. Is there anything more laughable and as widely accepted as the Big Bang Theory? The biggest fraud. The most successful cop-out ever. Because you see, the universe and everything in it just happened. There was a Big Bang, and there it was. Perfect in its conception. Sure, there was a little evolution in there, but there was nothing, and then kablooey. There it was. Wow, that's, that's brilliant. You know, it must have taken you years and years of painstaking research to come up with that one. Bang. There it was. So how do, I got to ask you, how do you get something from nothing? What was around before then? What caused the Big Bang? Well, you see, there was another Big Bang before the Big Bang, and there was one before that. There's just lots of banging around, and uh, wow! You know, you should get an award for that one. I'm going to award you a billion-dollar grant to continue that brilliant research. Wow, that's great. So where is it? Well, just wait around a while, and it'll just happen. It'll just kabooey. It'll just happen. Let's compare and contrast. A, B, A, B, A, B, A, B. Compare and contrast. Compare and contrast. Which one is better? Well, compare and contrast. Compare and contrast. Compare and contrast. Which one is better? Well, compare and contrast. Though it goes against unwritten rules for good radio. Midnight's gonna play the same song twice in a row. The catch is the first version's different from the last. Compare and contrast. Yes, compare and contrast.
some good old-fashioned British R&B. That was Group 5 with a diddly beat instrumental called What's That? Well, I just told you. Before that, David John and the Mood, Super Spaz, singing uh, his version of Pretty Thing. For uh, a number of years, record collectors suspected that David Bowie recorded under the pseudonym... David John, they were wrong. Before that, the Impalas doing Spoonful, the Howlin' Wolf classic. And we compared and contrasted their version with an unknown version. That's right. Someone scored an acetate recording, but it was unlabeled. So we don't know who the hell recorded it. At least we know the name of the song. I suspect it was a British band first followed by the Impalas, who hailed from Wisconsin. So, 
You know, I'm firing on all cylinders this week, almost, because I forgot the disclaimer. Thank you, Ollie. I forgot. Mm, the preceding editorial was mm, the opinion of the producer and not necessarily that of WRUW FM Cleveland Eat Stuff or Case Western Reserve University Hey you know friends I've got this really lame website I want to get that counter up it, it inflates my pathetic ego at www.digbabydig.com. Eventually, I will post this afternoon's playlists, and eventually I'll post last week's playlists and the week before that. I'll get to it. Just wait for the Big Bang. It'll happen. It'll just poof, poof. It'll be there. But now, friends, here is a crown jewel, a centerpiece out of my sprawling record collection. Scored at a thrift store back in the days when you could actually find cool stuff at thrift stores. And then it was the curse of eBay and things were shot to hell. And you have to go to the same thrift store three or four times in the course of a day to hopefully get that mint copy of Whipped Cream and Other Delights by Herb Albert. But this, oh my friends, it absolutely is our embryonic hero of the week. This is a song by someone before they were someone, which means they were no one. So no one did this song. No one did this song. Tell me how can this be? Cause someone must have been there. To pay the exorbitant recording studio fee. Way back, way back, in 1968, Steven Tyler, before, of course, playing drums with Aerosmith. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Everyone knows he plays guitar. Duh. He was in a band called Chain Reaction. <laughs>
flip over the record, you know there's another side. Flip over the record, you might like what you find. Flip over the record, and if you decide it stinks, then you flip off the record. It's label the band and me. I wonder what's on the flip side of Blue Cheer's version of Summertime Blues.
Some late 60s rock and roll from Fairport Convention. I think Richard Thompson was in that band. I don't know if it's the same Richard Thompson. I don't know much anything, but I do know the name of the song. It was It's All Right, Ma. It's Only Witchcraft. Before that, uh, of course, Janis Joplin with Big Brother and the Holding Company. A single, yes, called The Last Time... That song, her voice in general gives me goosebumps. Talk about a shame. What a waste. What a waste. I wonder what Janice would have been doing throughout the 90s and the 80s, for that matter, when it was a complete wasteland for music. Oh, well. Before Big Brother and the Holding Company, we heard Blue Cheer, the flip side of Summertime Blues, originally released in March of 1968. And our Embryonic Hero of the Week, Chain Reaction, featuring Steven Tyler singing Ever Loving Man. And yes, that was off the original 45! 45 Do you think it would be inappropriate? Well, here's the thing. We are required as programmers here on WRUW, as you well know, because you've been studying hard. Exactly. To play what? A promo and a PSA at least once per hour. Yep. Now, do you think it would be inappropriate, since we're on a topic of narcissism anyway, for me to promote my own show? No, not at all. That counts, right? Uh, Yeah, of course. Ali says it counts. So I don't want to hear any whining. If oldies radio has started to blow, there's Johnny Midnight. His show's out of sight. Sunday afternoons, precisely at two. It's wild rock and roll without mold. So what's with the blue Danube, huh? Dig, baby, dig. The 60s rock and roll excavation. Only here on WRUWFM 91.1 Cleveland. That was pretty desperate, wasn't it? Um, no, was, you know, that'll get me listening next week. You're going to pass with flying colors, you know that? <laughs> You're going to be on Saturday evenings at 7. I'm, I can't promise that. I, I have no power whatsoever at this station or even anywhere. So, anyway, what have you got in store for us? Because the final half hour of this program, that's going to be uh, in a little less than half an hour. You're taking over the controls here and uh, what have you got in store for us this week? Um, today is sort of like a folk set, a little bit. Not, you know, not really folky, but stuff like Iron and Wine, you know, Wilco, Sufjan Stevens, that kind of stuff. Sweet. 
Sweet. We're looking forward to that. In the meantime, I've got a news item here. There's lots of crap going on right now in this show. I can't keep... Where the hell was I? Oh, there it is. There's that, that pesky little news item. High production values here. Oh my, this is out of Charlotte, North Carolina. An intoxicated passenger who lit a cigarette and um, did something in the aisle. I can't say because the good old FCC. Maybe I can give you a little hint. Yes. That's right, right in the middle of the aisle. Led pilots to divert a United Airlines flight from Orlando to Washington, D.C., according to an airline spokeswoman. Which means one thing, friends, terrorism has come home again. It struck the United States again. The man whose name the airline declined to release. Oh, come on. We want to know. We want his employer to know. He was taken off flight 1502 in Charlotte and questioned by police. Spokeswoman Robin Urbanski said, I don't want to give you the wrong impression. Now, it's not like this. I mean, he did something in the aisle. It's, I, want, I want to be as clear as I can. Um, it could have been done against a wall, I suppose. But he chose the middle of an aisle on an airplane. Now, the man, and this is a quote, the man was... Quote, acting extremely inappropriately. (laughs) You think? Urbanski said, you know, when you want to run a safe airline, we don't tolerate that type of activity on our aircraft. But you know what? They got to post those things. I mean, how are you supposed to know? You can't assume anything. As long as we're on the topic of really stupid crap. It's the lousy or the alter- alternate, I should so say. The wax kind of Sometimes so bad it's good, but often so bad it's bad. So sit back and suffer with me. It's the lousy song of the week. Yes, how appropriate. It's like I planned it. Well, you know, friends, I'm not making this up. This next band hailed from Hamilton, Ohio. They're called The One-Way Streets. Now this song happens to be a favorite among many fellow aficionados. So you'll have to decide. Pay pay close attention to the lyrics. It is actually kind of brilliant.
Talking about dinner parties and strutting around the dawn. Considers herself very arty and far above the norm. Looking like some chick out of hope, so tall and thin and bony. Considers herself very chic, but everyone thinks she's phony.
And there's the fugitives hailing from the land down under singing, I'll bet you can guess the name. Yeah, baby, come back. That was the uh, 20th song that I played today. Thus ends the 20th song of the show. So chug a mug of Bordeaux. What's the big deal about 20 or the 20th song of the show? Well, don't ask so many questions. One of life's greatest lessons. At least according to governments, t'was the 20th song. Now you know, no, no. Yeah, you thought I was going to forget, didn't you? I'll never forget the jingles by our very own Starlight Orchestra. We heard The Wanted off of a uh, 45, I'll spare you the jingle. It was called Big City Girl. Before that, The Lost Agency. Great guitar tone there. Fuzz tone is a good thing. It was called One Girl Man and out of Hamilton, Ohio. Well, they recorded there. At least, the one-way streets singing, We All Love Peanut Butter. <laughs> yeah. I bet you they like other things, too. Yeah. Hey, friends. You know you're listening to WRUWFM 91.1 Cleveland? We are broadcasting from the campus of Case Western Reserve University. Because no one else will let me through the front door. We've got about 10 minutes left. Just enough time for the should-have-been-a-hit selection of the week. The song had lots of promise, but it failed to make a dent. The top 100 charts, they make no sense. It's hindsight's 2020, and it should have been a hit. But record-buying masses don't know. They don't know. But thanks to Johnny Midnight, it's worth a second play. He likes to spin the ones that got away. So with your kind approval, and with a little luck, someone listening might give a crap.
brand new one from The Dials called Sick Times, a brand new long player called Flex Time, our new release of the week, ahead of that Canadian greats The Haunted singing 125 and our should have been a hit selection of the week courtesy of Zachary Thax that was not a person it was a band kind of like Leonard Skinner well actually Leonard Skinner wasn't he a uh, uh, gym coach or gym teacher well who cares the song was called Mirror of Yesterday but friends uh, it's time once again to drag this 15,000 watt light show right back into Pandora's box at least for now, but fear not, my fellow aficionados, Ollie is coming up next with a half hour of all killer, no filler. I'll be back next week with another armful of tunes from the ruins. In the meantime, remember, save yourself a bad haircut. Rebellion is between your ears. This is your so-called host, Johnny Midnight, mindlessly bellowing, Rock and Dig Baby Dig, the 60s rock and roll excavation is dedicated to the memory of Rick McBrien. <laughs>